Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castag blog. Enjoy! PowerPoint Karaoke, a PhD version. You win the lottery, you are a millionaire, you never have to work again in life. This was the first card I drew in the weird little game of PhD life that Queen Georgic and I designed. I had no idea who wrote it. Everyone was giggling when I read it out loud and started making up the story. I don't need to worry about anything, so I started grad school. The other group was far less fortunate. The card they drew was you or your partner are pregnant. Continuing our random drawing from the pool of cards, the ones we got for our fictional millionaire student were, you get drunk in front of the entire faculty, you discover that your therapist has published an autoethnographic account of their career, and you recognize yourself, and the IRB office has rejected your application because your research may prove too dangerous. The fictional student with a pregnant partner got Get caught stealing from the mailroom You are in the airport about to begin your fieldwork And the immigration prohibits you from entering for three years And you win a $1,000 grocery gift card Congrats! The cards were written anonymously and drawn randomly By graduate students participating in the game Every time a card was drawn there was either laughter of who wrote this or an exchange of winks between people who thought they knew the real-life references. The person who drew the car then tried to make a connection with the previous cards. Our fictional grad student with a pregnant partner stole to help the family, got caught, was denied entry to their field site because of their criminal record, and finally found some relief with the grocery cash prize. Meanwhile, the millionaire got drunk without consequence, sued their therapist, and was denied IRB because they proposed to study therapists, and the IRB office felt that the revenge plot might betray some conflicting interests. The idea of making a game of PhD life came to us when we were brainstorming projects as the multi-model editors of Platypus. We thought that having a chance to reflect on one's grad school journey by playing the game could be therapeutic. But in the design process, we realized that designing the game was as pleasurable as playing it. Our experience as designers, therefore, was different from Johann Heisinger's understanding of play as a magic circle separate from reality by a set of established rules. For us, coming up with the rules and creating a ludic mechanism that would represent our experience was part of the play. It was the enjoyment of miniaturization, of producing a relatively simple model for a complex phenomenon and achieving an illusion of knowledge of the whole. This was why in writing about our game, 
we wanted to invite others not only to play it, but also to play with its design and create their own games. When my collaborator Queen suggested the basic premise for the game, essentially that we could have a set of cards and create narratives by drawing and combining cards, I was immediately attracted by their idea. At that time, I was exploring how people generated text in relatively random ways. This ranged from people making Dadaist poems by cutting and mixing newspapers, to PowerPoint karaoke, an improvisation game where people give presentations from slide decks they have never seen before. I wanted our game to be something similar, something that would simultaneously invite people to make sense of ambiguously related plot points and frustrate their attempts to do so with contingency and absurdity. So we took this as our starting point and designed a game board and a set of rules. Based on the general time frame of anthropology programs, the game board was divided into three parts, pre-field, fieldwork, and post-field. Correspondingly, the game would have pre-field, fieldwork, and post-field cards. Every participant would then be asked to write down scenarios that could happen during these three periods on empty cards, with an, ar- with an arrow indicating the direction that the line of cards should move on the game board. The cards would then be pulled together and shuffled. Participants would be divided into two groups. During each term, one participant from each group would draw a card and try to make a narrative connecting this card with previous cards drawn by their group. They would also place their new cards on the game board according to the direction written on the cards. Turn by turn, the participants would create two lines of narrative detailing the lives of two fictional graduate students. As we continued developing our idea for the game, we were eventually faced with a final question. How would this game end? A more or less natural thought for us was to make leaving grad school the end of the game. That the end should be leaving graduate school rather than graduating from graduate school was a deliberate decision. We didn't want graduation to be seen as winning the game. We also didn't want the two teams to fight over whose fictional grad student got to graduate first. The only way to lose the game, we decided, would be to remain trapped in grad school forever. On every campus, there are stories of ghosts of former students or professors haunting certain buildings. To enable our fictional students to leave grad school earlier, and to avoid reinforcing the illusion that grad school is a linear progression from one clearly defined stage to the next, we added a chaos mechanism. The function of this mechanism was to reverse the progress of the narrative, or end it earlier than expected. We play around with several ideas about what this mechanism should be. Ideally, the faster the narrative progressed, the more likely this mechanism would be triggered. In the end, we settled on marking random spots on the board as points of chaos and added a set of chaos cards to these locations 
the line of narrative cross paths with a point of chaos. The participant will need to draw a chaos card. The content of the card could be something like, "Your department is dissolved and you need to transfer. Go back two steps." There would be no promise of theological progress. Looking back at when we initially thought of the game, it was December twenty twenty one, and nothing much was happening in our limited spheres of care. The COVID pandemic was still ongoing. So was the metamorphosis of universities under neoliberalism. But at the moment, we were happy enough to relegate those into the background of our life. Writing this essay in April twenty twenty two, I feel that everyone is enveloped in their respective spheres of care, whether it's Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the currency crisis in Turkey, or for me. The sex trafficking of women in China. These different focuses of care create different worlds for us. It is necessary and to an extent inevitable, but it could also be alienating, as we could sit together but are unable to share one another's worlds. It would be too narcissistic to think that our game could heal this feeling of alienation. But it's our hope that it would, for a moment, create a shared situation for us. The poem would be like you, writes Tristan Zara, in his How to Make a Dadaist Poem. And here you are, a writer, infinitely original and endowed with a sensibility that is charming, though beyond the understanding of the vulgar. For a more critical eye, the game we design. With its focus on improvisation and its gamification of everyday life, could be more like our time than us. But we hope that the game would also be like us, in its imperative to endure, make sense of, and perhaps even derive joy from contingencies, together with our, albeit fleeting, community. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.